Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. I am Greg Littmer, and I am one of the elders at the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And there's a song that we usually hear quite a bit around the 4th of July and other patriotic holidays. It's called God Bless America. And I believe surely it goes without argument that he has. The United States of America has been abundantly blessed. The other nations of the earth have for a long time envied the freedoms that we enjoy in this country, as well as the economic opportunities that come with those freedoms. Even to this day, immigrants seek to enter this country, many even breaking the law to do so, many putting their very lives at risk trying to get here, looking for something better in America. Who has not thrilled to the stories of Ellis Island, of people arriving at our shore penniless, with no more than the clothes on their back and the shoes on their feet, only to rise through determination and hard work to a state of great prosperity and wealth. In America, we have the freedom to preach the gospel, and that has contributed much to the general good of the people whose lives are either changed into the image of Christ through their obedience to his word, or who benefit from the godly influence of those who live righteously. Godly people make better employers, better employees, family members, friends, neighbors, and citizens. In the words of another song, I am proud to be an American. Yes, God has blessed America. The question is, will he continue to do so? The Bible has a great deal to say about God's dealings with the nations of the earth. Our God did not just set in motion and then sit back to see how things would work out. God is in control, and he has not relinquished that position. Turn with me, if you would, to Genesis chapter 15, and we'll look at verses 13 through 16. There the Bible tells us, And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. You will note that here God tells Abram, later to be Abraham, of a time when the lawlessness of the Amorites would be full, of a time when their wickedness would reach such a state that they would fall, and the seed of Abraham would receive their land. We read of this taking place in the book of Joshua, and God was the one responsible. Let me tell you, my friends, no one sins with impunity, and neither do nations. 
In Psalm 9 and verse 17, David wrote, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all nations that forget God. In Psalm 22, verse 28, we find, For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is governor among the nations. Moving over not too many chapters to chapter 33, look at verses 12 through 17. The psalmist wrote, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven, he beholds all of the sons of men. From the place of his habitation he looks upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts alike, he considers all their works. There is no king saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Over in Psalm 113 and verse 4 we find, The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. What is the point of all of these passages in Psalms? God is in control. He's not just sitting up in heaven, unconcerned, and waiting to see how everything is going to turn out. A nation characterized by righteousness will be blessed. A nation characterized by wickedness will eventually cease to be. God is in control. I'd like you to look at the book of Daniel chapter 5. In this chapter, the fingers of a man's hand have appeared and written upon the wall of King Belshazzar's palace while he was having a great feast. Daniel was called in after all the king's wise men could not interpret what had been written. Daniel had much to say, but I want us to look at verses 17 through 28. The passage says, Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king, and make known to him the interpretation. O thou king, the most high God, gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom, and majesty and glory and honor. And for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whom he would, would he slew, and whom he would he kept alive, and whom he would he set up, and whom he would he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. And he was driven from the sons of men, and his heart was made like the beasts, and his dwellings was with the wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God ruled in the kingdom of men, and that he appointed over it whomsoever he will. And thou, his son, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the God of, the, of heaven, and thy have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou and thy lords, thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, thou hast not glorified. Then was the part of the hand sent from him, and this writing was written. And this is the writing that is written. 
Mene, mene, teko yufarshan. This is the interpretation of the thing. Mene, God has numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Teko, thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. Perez, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. So the question is, who was in control? Was it the mighty king Nebuchadnezzar, the mightiest man on earth, emperor of the mighty Babylonian empire? Was it his son, Belshazzar? No, sir, it was God. And just as happened with the Amorites, when the iniquity of the Babylonian empire was full, God would bring it to an end as well. In the New Testament book of Revelation, in a passage that I believe deals with the Roman Empire, an empire awash in unrighteousness and iniquity, an empire that oppressed the people of God, we find in chapter 18, verses 5 through 8, the following. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she has filled, filled to her double. How much she has glorified herself, and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plague come in one day, death and mourning and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. It is clear and obvious from all of the passages that we have looked at that, first of all, God is in control. Secondly, that he proposes to bless nations that promote righteousness. And thirdly, that he proposes to curse those who fail to do so. The rise and fall of nations throughout history documents this principle. The question I want to ask is, will God continue to bless America? I think we can answer yes to that question, but only with some very clear qualifications. God will continue to bless America if we don't forget him. I'll tell you something. When the secular humanist of today brazenly says, no deity will save us, we must save ourselves, he not only leaves himself without moral and spiritual direction, such an outlook also contributes to the downfall of this great nation. To the extent that the humanistic philosophy prevails in education, in our government, and in business, to that degree we degrade ourselves. When a whole nation is educated as to origin of life, meaning of life, and ultimate destiny of humanity without a single reference being made to God, then we are digging our national grave with huge shovels. In God we trust has been effectively replaced with in man we trust. In forgetting that it is not in man that walks to direct his own steps, Jeremiah 10.23, we have built the props and set the stage for our national ruin. Isn't it strange that in nations that are tasting freedom for the first time in several years, there is a hungering and thirsting for the word of God? While in this nation, so blessed by God, there is spiritual apathy, moral decline, and at times outright hostility against things related to the Bible. Will God continue to bless America? He will if we preserve the family. 
The family is the basic unit of society. No civilization has ever survived the deterioration of the family. Is there any thinking person in doubt as to the decay of the American family? The divorce rate is scary. It permeates every sector of society. Teachers will tell you that anywhere from 50 to 90% of their students have different last names than those who are registered as their parents. Some children have been through more than one family breakup. God's plan is simple, and if we don't get back to it, we will be in worse trouble as a nation before God than we already are. Man is the head of the family and the primary breadwinner. The wife is the helper and the homemaker. Children are to be brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and taught to be obedient to their parents. If you are now saying that's old-fashioned and out of date, then you have bought into the lie and are part of the problem. Colossians chapter 3 verses 18 through 21 says it all in a few words. Paul wrote this, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. That God's family plan, in a nutshell, is clear. Our national survival is dependent upon family survival, and family survival is possible only by God's plan. Finally, God will continue to bless America if the salt does not lose its savor. Jesus said, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men. That's Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. Christians are salt to preserve the rest. But if we lose our identity and become like the world around us, we have lost it all. There is a real danger that Christians will want to become like everybody else. But let me tell you, True Christians are those who love the, the Lord and obey his word. And we are not like everybody else. We don't dress like everybody else. We don't talk like everybody else. We don't act like everybody else. We don't think like everybody else. You know, God would have spared Sodom if ten righteous souls could be found and could not find them. I wonder what his number is for us. When there is not enough salt left to season and preserve this nation, mark it down, it will fall. God bless America. He certainly has, and we pray that we continue to live in such a way as he will continue to do so. Words to think about. Thanks for listening.